the hip hop To hear explicit content during this broadcast, please be advised. Well, all right, all right, everybody. This is your boy Money Mob. This is another episode of the Money Mob Report. I am your host, Money Mob, the hip hop conversationalist, aka the councilman of the streets. Oh man, this is another. This is a third. This is another show, another Thursday night artist spotlight show here. On the Money Marv Report live from, live from Lounge Room Studios Out here in Long Island Undisclosed location But anyways It's Thursday night Hope everybody is enjoying their week Hope everybody is preparing for the weekend I know they opening everything back up New York is going through the different phases And different things going on We still got people out there protesting you know what I'm saying? And once again, y'all, I know we going through some rough times here in America. But I get it. We got to weather that storm and get through it. Um, for the most part, I just want to say blessings to all. Shout out to everybody all across the world. And shout out to DJ Stitches, man. Dope interview with him on the Tuesday night Art of Spotlight show. Had a deep conversation with him Talked about his musical career And his work with De La Soul And various different artists And different people That he's worked with In the business of hip hop And out here in Long Island But tonight I got a special guest Another Long Island native Hip hop recording artist Scotty Mack from the Dark Rain Royalty family. It is finally here. Scotty Mack will be hitting the Money Marv Report hotline shortly. Um, shout out to the homie DJ Sure Enough, aka Matrop. You know what I'm saying? Um, WSMD Radio. Shout out to him. Shout out to everybody that's living, that's doing their thing in the culture. Everybody that's pushing forward, doing positive things and promoting positivity. Um, yeah, y'all. We definitely got a critical year this year. We got a big election coming up, everybody. Get your ass out there and vote. You know what I'm saying? I don't care who you vote for. Just vote. Um... And support the um, support all the, the the other elections too, not just the presidential election, the primary elections as well. You know, support vote for those senators and those congressmen and all these different people 
that's trying to get in public office and push their agendas for what they see fit is right, I guess. Um, for me, I'm just more or less just going to say, just get out there and vote and make sure if you live here in New York, put your absentee ballot in, mail that thing in to the to your election branch office, get it in there. If you didn't, it's too late. You probably won't be able to vote. Who knows? I don't know. I just know they doing all this voter suppression and all this other type of stuff and they don't want people to vote. I know LeBron James has created some type of voting committee, which is cool, is dope, that's cool. Um, for me, I, I'm just gonna say this about the voter suppression thing. We all know, people of color, we all know why we have voter suppression. And we know that in history, African Americans, black Americans, we couldn't vote at one point in time in this country. And we had to fight for that. And all these other things and everybody is doing all these campaigns, these rallies and all this craziness going on. Um, But just make sure you get out there and vote for the person that you feel <coughs> that's going to cater to your ideology and your philosophy and your way of life and your way of thinking. It doesn't matter who it is. Just get out there and vote. You know what I mean? I just strongly encourage that. Get out there and vote. You know, and I see Donald Trump has changed his uh Campaign rally date from Juneteenth. He didn't do. He done, he 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 removed it from June nineteenth, which I think was smart. You know what I mean? Juneteenth for people who don't know what that is. That is the day that you know pretty much the slaves were free, got freed. Slavery was abolished. Slavery is a big, big, big thing, man. A big heavy debate. With slavery There's a whole lot of things that go on That 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 went on I meant to say During those times And And a lot of those things that went on Have paid, paved the way For what we have today Some good, some bad It's like anything It's just what you make of it You know um, For me, I'm not gonna bash anybody on on about you know slavery and who did what who did this that was an evil time so we gotta celebrate Juneteenth a little bit more I don't remember my teachers even even talking about Juneteenth when I was in high school or in junior high you know when it came to history I just know they talked about Christopher Columbus a little bit of black history and and all that other good stuff about the pyramids and Egypts and the Romans and all that old crazy nonsense. We can't neglect our history, y'all. Our history is a part of us. History is a part of all of us, from all nationalities and all walks of life. And sometimes history repeats itself. Sometimes it doesn't. 
but I'm gonna say teachers need to start enlightening, you know, minority students, black minority students on Juneteenth and that type of stuff in public schools. But that's another topic and another discussion for another time. I don't want to get too, too political. I just wanted to just touch on a few topics here on the Thursday Night Artist Spotlight show. Um, Got a dope record I'm about to get into. It's called Get to Know Me by local Long Island artist Scotty Mack from the Dark Rain Royalty family. Shout out to Rogues P. Shout out to Denim Vodka. Shout out to their movement. They doing their thing and they definitely pushing forward. Rogues P, man, I want my t-shirt too, man. I know where you live. Don't make me come to your house. Um, Yeah, so we're we going to chop it down with Scotty Mack and we're going to... You know, get his insight on who he is as a person, as an artist, and what made him want to jump into the sport of hip-hop. Because I'm curious to know what made him want to do it. Everybody has a different reason why they want to do hip-hop. I wanted to do hip-hop because I felt it could get me out of disenfranchised situations. It could get me to the promised land financially, economically, and socially. But over the years, I realized that's not the case in hip hop sometimes because hip hop in the music industry is very unfair and very biased at times. But that's why you got a guy like me to give people an opportunity. But I'm going to get into that Scotty Mac record. Let's go. Get to know me. I'm Real tall, 
spray it constant. Here we go, man, another new sound. Face always bumping, put your ear to the ground. Keep it real, no fiction. Always on a mission to be the champ, baby, and we go pound for pound. Here we go again, another new sound. Face always bumping, put your ear to the ground. Keep it real, no fiction. Always on a mission to be the champ, baby. Uh, uh, I'm SEO, double T, Y, Mac. FCO double T Y 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 Mac. Mac Mac. Get to know me. Message for everybody. Long Island in the building. I'm FCO double T Y. Well, all right, all right, we are back from the break. That was Get to Know Me by Scotty Mack. Nice little club bounce, club, club bounce, party type record. You know, um, something a little different for my ear than what I normally used to hearing on the show. Um, definitely, definitely a hard, definitely a hard beat, definitely a hard beat, definitely a bouncy record. Kind of got a, a Bay Area bounce to it a little bit. From what I'm hearing In the production of it And the instrumentation of the production You know um, So that was Get to Know Me by Scotty Mack It's on all digital platforms It is his new single And we're here to talk about his new single And we should get Scotty Mack On the Money Marv Report hotline Very soon Very soon to talk about That new record that was just played here On the Money Marv Report Podcast radio show. We're gonna see, we're gonna see what we're gonna, we're gonna see what happens. So, and we're gonna get Scotty Mack on the show, on the on the air in just another minute or two. Um, bear with me, I'm just scrolling through my notes. Ah, man, I hope everybody has a has some good plans for the weekend i know the beaches is open everybody is trying to get back out everybody been in quarantine mode for months and people are still quarantined and i'm still quarantining too but i'm getting restless and i'm ready to go out here i'm ready to get out here get some media things going on Doing some on-site interviews with people at some venues. Starting season six, I will be doing Zoom video interviews. You know what I mean? Very soon. I don't. You know. I don't know when season six might start. August or something like that. Money Marv definitely needs a break. <laughs> Definitely need a break from doing interviews and podcasting and talking with various people and <sighs> boy, it's been definitely been a long road. Definitely been a long road. Um, it ain't easy. It's definitely challenging and tough at times. And I tell you, man, it's been a good journey for the Money Marv Report. We definitely got a lot of. Dope content Um You know I'm just gonna say To some of these people Out there That don't 
share the flyers to promote the show let me let y'all know something some of y'all i'll be letting y'all get away with that because when i go on y'all social medias i see y'all be sharing other people's flyers and shit and i don't ever get the same proper respect and i and i really don't appreciate that so i just know never not to do never not to interview your asses again and not deal with you and make sure you had a deposit and you hit that cash app and stop playing. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I mean? I ain't even got time, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, hold on a second. You know, I got things to do. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, you know, I'm trying to trying to get some things done, man, and get some things out here but i don't know i'm thinking about really you know just um implementing some other things here on on the show doing a couple different things expand expanding the brand expanding the net the money mark report network and pushing you know to 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 push into some to some bigger platforms and some more bigger people and get things done the right way um not the right way but just on another level i mean just get things on another level and make shit happen because i do want to expand the network and i do want to you know grow it a little bit more it has grown we still taking baby steps but we've been working through this quarantine thing and we've been getting it done getting a lot of work done Shout out to all the guests that been on the show and a shout out to all the feature guests, future guests that's going to be on the show. You know what I mean? I just ain't got time. You know what I'm saying? Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Let me see. That, that must be the brother Scotty Mack on the line from the Dark Rain Royalty family. You know what I mean? Huh? Hold on, we gonna get him on the line. We gonna get Scotty Mac on the line. What's up? What's up, Scotty Mac? Scotty Mac, what's popping with you, bro? Welcome to the Money Marv Report, my brother. How's everything? Everything is good, Money Marv. How are you, brother? I'm blessed, my brother. You know, I'm blessed to be alive. I'm blessed to be able to, you know, put my clothes on properly, walk down the street. You know what I'm saying? I'm blessed, yeah, man. You know what? But let's let 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 let's just go ahead and get this one out the way. I'm blessed to be a, a black man today, man. Definitely, I am blessed to be a black man. Definitely, definitely. So, Scotty Mac, man, let everybody know who you are and where you're from exactly. No doubt, no doubt. Well, my name again is Scotty Mac, aka Mr. Sco Double T Y Mac. I am from Avenueville, Long Island, New York, Strong Island in the building. Always, and I'm a. And I'm a and I'm a hip hop recording artist and live performer. Mm, okay, 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 okay. Amityville, New York. Shout out to AV, man. Shout out to AV, man. Um, you know, you know, horror house town, baby. <laughs> I feel you. You know the sticks, the forties, all that. You know, uh, you already. 
That's right. <laughs> you know, Shout out to all my people in the sticks in the forties, man. You know the Browns, all that Albany Ave, everybody over That's there. Right. <laughs> you That's know. right. You already. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I done stomped through there a little bit of my day, man. So Scotty Mac, man, what made you actually want to get into music? When did that begin for you? Well, you know, it's crazy because my musical journey started when I was really, really young. When I was, when I, I used to watch my great uncles and man, my uncles and members and cousins and everybody in my family they used to sit down with congas and djembes and bongos and tabata and just go through like little drum circles. And I used to just sit and watch them when I was really little, like four or five. But I got to like second grade, um, I got interested in music and I had always. You know, I was a point where I, I was always listening to hip hop, but there was one person in particular I really liked listening to. I really loved listening to John Coltrane mm. with the saxophone. Legend, so, legend, legendary. So, mm-hmm, no doubt, no doubt. I loved listening to John Coltrane, and I wanted to play saxophone. So, what happened was I tried out for the saxophone, and I also tried out for the drums. And then the band teacher in second grade told me that you're a better drummer than saxophone player. So I was like, okay, I'll take drums. It's not really what I wanted, but but that, I will be honest with you, was probably the best decision I ever made because that started my musical journey. At seven years old, I started out learning how to play the drums. Uh, a couple of years later, my mother, she sent me to a performing arts camp out in Dix Hills called Youth Den, summer camp for the performing arts out in uh, Dix Hills, New York, on Long Island. And I went there for eight consecutive summers from age nine to age 17. Wow. And and that was, a, that was a blessing in of itself because after my last year going to the camp, um, that was, the, I believe it was the 60th anniversary of the summer camp. And anybody who had been there for five years or more around that year, if you, I was in the concert band, so I got the, I was picked and got the opportunity to go to perform at Carnegie Hall. That's bad. that's epic right there. That's big, man. That's big. So that was that. Was, to be honest, I don't know if I would, I don't know if I've ever done a bigger performance than that because I got, I got to walk around Carnegie Hall and see some of the legends that have performed there, from classical music and more importantly, just some of the amazing black performers that have graced that stage. And I and being being somebody walking through there, realizing how many people who are the same color as me, who have graced that stage, I can actually say I was on the same stage as them, and that was amazing. So, in the middle of all that, my mother is a published author, and I learned, and I decided, you know, let me get into this writing thing. I wanted to learn how to write, so I started just kind of writing poetry. And then one day, I said, you know what? This sounds good. Let me put some music behind this and see what happens. I got and, you. And, you know, I started putting some of the, my favorite beats from some of my favorite rappers growing up behind me, like Nas and DMX and uh, Run DMC and Cannabis, LL Cool J. I started, I started just putting any beat behind it. And then I, I just started to study this a lot more, study my favorite MCs. When I went away to college, I kept writing, kept writing. When I graduated, I said, you know what? I was 22 years old when I graduated and I said, you know what, let me see if I can about taking this a lot more serious. Mm. So I started taking my music, my music career and hip hop a lot more serious and then one day I saved up my money and I bought some small recording equipment, went into the basement of my house and I recorded for the first time now. Now Money Mall, I'm straight up. I didn't know anything, about, I didn't know nothing about nothing. I just knew 
get your bars, get a beat, rhyme, put something out there. I didn't know what mixing and mastering was. I didn't know what engineering was. I just knew rap music. That's what I knew. Basically, so, I, I got you. I got you. So basically, you know, you, know, you, you took a gamble and you invested in yourself earlier exactly. on you know what i mean yeah. which is smart mm -hmm. because most people don't even do that don't even take 500 dollars and go buy a piece of equipment you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. they're, they're mm -hmm. going to buy a piece of dope or something you know or some sneakers or some old nonsense but they want to be rappers and entertainers and not teach right, themselves right. I, I got you i mm -hmm. got you i got you, know, you so eventually after that I put out something and it got it caught the eye of a local promoter and I started doing shows at, uh, I started doing shows on my own at Revolution Bar Music Hall in Amityville I, I had performed there before but I was a hype man so so people knew me as a hype man but then when people saw me as a solo performer my own act people started to gravitate to me more often and the next thing you know Money Mom I'm every daggone where I was everywhere. Like I, I was performing there. Then I was Then I gravitated to performing out in the city. Then I started performing outside of New York. I met a whole bunch of people. I met a great engineer and producer named Stigmata. Shout out to my man Stigmata. He got the, one of the dopest studios on Long Island, out in Patchogue, New York, right now. Down at our creative studio. But shout out to him. It was a, and here I am talking to you right now, man. With a, with a lot of with a lot of great things on the way. Definitely, 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 man. You got a lot of energy, man. I hear it in the music as well. Um, what did you go to college for? I actually went to college um, to become a teacher. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I went to college to become a teacher. Um, I, I had a kind of non-traditional route to becoming a teacher. I went to college to become a teacher. But then what happened was in my first year, no, my second year, I had realized that I was taking a lot of courses in black history mm. and I was taking a lot of courses then. So at the time, what happened was my advisor realized the same thing and they had just come up with a, um, a major called black slash Africana studies, which essentially is a black history degree. Gotcha. So I decided right there, you know what? I'm going to switch my major to black history because I want to know more about who I, who I am and where I came from. So I graduated with a degree in, in black history. A couple years after I graduated in 2009, I went back to school about four or five years later and I got my second bachelor's degree in historical studies just to learn more about the world and history. Mm. And then, um, then right around that time I applied to a program called the New York City Teaching Fellows Program and got into that program where I could finally do what it was I wanted to do which was teach full time and go to school to get my master's full time nah that's so, dope dope and I and I, I, got, I started teaching in Brooklyn East New York in 2015 um, and then I got um, my master's degree in special education uh, in May of 2017 it, Exactly one week before my 30th birthday, I got my master's degree. Congratulations, so, my brother. Congratulations. You know, I. Thank you. You know, and I, I ask that because, you know, like, I, you know, I get people on the platform, you know, we talk about music and stuff, and, you know, people don't talk about their educational accomplishments. Mm -hmm, you, mm -hmm. you get what I'm saying I get it yes. I get the whole vibe That we all want to do music I've had the same dream As you have You get what I'm saying And you mm -hmm. know Unfortunately I didn't My, my You know 
my my music career didn't go the way that I wanted to and my education career didn't go the way that I wanted to you get what I'm saying and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm asking that because you know like I want to hear more educated brothers because I think that you have to have those degrees to be in the music industry because all the executives have mu- have degrees some type of business degree business or whatever it is they have degrees and i don't know many rappers that's you know independent in the long island scene that has degrees i'm sure they, they they're around but i don't know of many Right. And you know what? But you know what? I I have my mom and my family to thank for that because the one thing they instilled in me when I was younger was that you could have as many dreams and aspirations as you want, but without a proper education as a black man, you're going to see a lot of those opportunities that you want get further and further away without a proper education. So I made sure to prioritize my education before I did anything else. No, no, that's and that's what. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. I was just saying. You know what? No, no. You know what? I I felt that that was important because my students. You know, I tell my I tell my students. I taught in Brooklyn for the last five years. My school year actually just ended on Friday, so I'm so thank God I I made it through this. This year, this year for teaching for me was the toughest year yet because you know the middle of the school year got stopped because of COVID nineteen. Yeah. Yeah, but, definitely. You know, you know, so that was this year was difficult, but the, but I'm blessed to say I made it. Uh, but I tell my students all the time, you can come in here and act a fool if you want to, but the world that's sitting out there for is waiting for you as a black man or a black woman to screw up. Uh huh. Say so, it again. Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> say it again. The world out there, the world out there is waiting for a, a young black woman or a young black man to screw up. So without an education, a proper education and, a, and taking it seriously, you're going to find out that the world around you is going to chew you up and spit you out faster than anything. Definitely. So, so I, I prioritize my education, but my students also know that I'm in the industry and I rap too. So they like to go home and brag to their parents that a famous rapper is their teacher. And I don't mind if they do that. It's cool. I like yeah, it. yeah, no, nah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool though, you know. And and I only asked about that because I've seen it in your, you know, your information. But I wanted to just have some dialogue about education with you about you know you going to school because I don't know too many rappers, man. That you know that. Uh, and you know some of the same people I know Because trust me, I'm sure you do We ain't get that deep But we know a lot of the same people And they ain't got degrees But they can rap Right mm-hmm. <laughs> You know and mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, you know Everybody is a wordsmith You know what I'm saying Everybody is a wordsmith But not too many people Really have degrees And you know and, and I think education is important in the black communities because you have to be educated to be in the music industry. You know what I'm That's saying? Right. You have That's to right. be educated. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. just me and myself, you know, I took a completely different path than you. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't right. make you it doesn't make you less of a man. It doesn't have to say, you know what I'm saying? I chose to be a motherfucking gangster and a thug. I chose to be in the streets. You know what I'm saying? I did graduate high school, but you know what I'm saying? I graduated, you know, and I did that through the skin of my teeth. And I taught myself how to read and write. And when I hit the seventh grade, self-taught. Get what I'm saying? There you go. 
You mm-hmm. know, you, you know what I'm saying? Because I had to learn that when you have certain disabilities and handicaps, as they, uh, that's the political way of putting it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, you, you know, special right. education. My, my sister-in-law is a special education teacher. And I tell people all the time, just because you're in special education, you know how to sing, you can find me in the club. You know how to sing that, right? But can you mm-hmm. can but can can you do the ABCs and you know can you can you do that basic arithmetic because music is math and music. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I tell my students all the time. You know what? My students laugh at me when I say this, but it's the truth. I hear my students all the time walking back and forth singing, you know, Pop Smoke recipe to Pop Smoke, um, you know, and these other rappers and singers that they they know every every damn word and it's hysterical. And I sit down and I kid you now, I'll look at some of the test grades and I'll go, Now you see something? If you would just remember what I taught you the same way you memorized the lyrics of your favorite songs, you could be an A student. Facts. You know So <laughs> simple. Yeah, you, simple. You know, and and for me, my music teacher said music has math in it, and he broke down. Mm-hmm. I forgot what song it was. It was KRS One. Love's gonna get you. And he was breaking ah. down. The- <laughs> oh man! Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I know about that one. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. he was breaking the math down, and he's like, "Well, you see here, right?" You know what I mean? Yeah, it's 16 here. Now, multiply that by, you know, three times by four, you got 16. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. And see, I apply music to math. Literally, literally. You get what I'm saying? Because you got to know math. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And as you, and how you said to the, to the, to the young kids, the young, young, young men and young women in your class, the same way you applied that, you would be a a straight A student. Now, now, now we got off the, we, we got into the educational aspect. So now what gives you the drive and motivation to, to do music in this current state of time? Because I know we in a time of, fast food fans and fast food artists that's true you're absolutely right about that mob and i'm gonna tell you this the thing that keeps me going especially now because we've been sitting especially in new york and on long island we've been quarantined since march so the what the one thing that has kept me going is never but that because i haven't been you know, this superstar rapper or the superstar musician that I was unsuccessful. Yeah. See, you have to be, you have to decide for yourself what the your definition of success is. Mm-hmm. Facts. If, if you if your if your definition of success is fast cars, women, a whole bunch of money, big houses, and going out into the club and blowing money all day long. But no, over nonsense. If that's your definition of success, go with God. That's on you. Gotcha. But, but, it, but my definition of success is completely different. Mm-hmm. So the thing about that for me is that's what's always motivated me. Is that if I can achieve something great that I believe to be great, that adds to my definition of success. Just because I don't have uh, I don't have a record label, a million dollar record label deal, that doesn't absolutely that does not put me in a state of mind where I feel like I failed. Gotcha. No, 
my definition of success is different. So if you, that's what kept me going. I don't feel like a failure. Do I feel like there were things I could have done a lot better before? Absolutely. But you know what? Life is a is a life is a series of lessons. Definitely. And my and and I had to understand that each time. I didn't do something the way I wanted it to. It wasn't a failure. It was teaching me something. Mm -hmm. So now that I, I'm, and I've learned a lot over the time that I, from the time I wrote my first lyric when I was 15 to now that I'm 33 years old and I'm doing a lot more at 33 than I thought that I would have been doing when I first started taking this serious when I was 22. Mm. So, the, so if you keep your, I keep telling myself, yo, Mac, if you keep your definition of success at the forefront of your mind, you will never feel like a failure, no matter what time, type of times that we're in. And that's what kept me going. Definitely, definitely. So now, how did you hook up with um, Rogues P and the Dark Rain Royalty family? How did how did that uh, collective come together with you guys? Shout out to my man Rogues P, man. Shout out that, that's my that's my dog. That's my that's my homie right there for real. He he's one of the biggest believers of me and in, in in of all the people that have ever been connected to me in my musical journey he's been one person that has been consistent with his belief in me I, I gotta give him credit for that so I have to just shout that out real quick no doubt no, no doubt no doubt no doubt I mean, that's no that. doubt you um, need people like that behind you though you need you people do. you need Absolutely. people like behind mm -hmm. you and it ain't got they ain't got to be literally blood family related it could be mm -hmm. somebody that you don't know so that's you know, right you know, right. you know, and and shout out to Rogues for believing in you like that, man. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's ill, no man. He's a good guy, man. Rogues is definitely a very, good guy, man. You very, know what I mean? Very, man. You know, and, very good guy. You know, and like, so when did y'all when did y'all connection take place? You know, was it just? So, oh yeah, it was. Uh, so what was funny was um, I had actually started talking to Rogues through another artist who I had known. And he and he knew about Rogues and he introduced me to him so I could talk to him about what was going on. Mm -hmm. and, and Rogues actually was was helping to throw a show in the city and he asked me if I wanted to be on it. So I was like, all right, sure, I'll do it. So I so I talked to him that I talked to him. We met we met up at the show in New York City and I got a chance to speak to him. I helped him with a few things. He watched He watched me perform that night. And then what was crazy was, I was, after the show was over, I was getting ready to head back to, back to Long Island, taking the train back. And Rogues said like, you headed back home? He, I said, yeah. He said, well, you know what? Hop in, the, hop in the car, we'll take you home. Okay, cool. I didn't know this dude from a hole in the wall, but he, but, but he was willing to make sure that he took me home. But I also understood what he did that for. He wanted to talk to me because he wanted to because he wanted to he wanted to see what I was about as as a person and as an artist. Yeah, so I yeah. got a chance to ride with him and talk to him for a little while. And then after he dropped me off, and he said, "Hey, take my number, and I'll be watching you." So I was like, "All right, cool, no doubt." So we ended. So we we talked back and forth a little bit, and then. When Rogue was getting ready to put together his um, benefit for dementia awareness, he was looking for people to join his team. Because at the time, I didn't. At the time, I was still moving on my own. So he was join. He was looking for people to join his team. He asked for people to send over EPKs and everything. But for those of y'all that 
don't know EPKs are electronic press kits. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. Every everybody, if you're if you if you taking your career serious, and you don't have this, then you don't take your career serious. Period. Yeah, but, I agree. You know what I mean? But you know, he asked for that, so I sent him mine. And that day, he was like, "It's the best one I've seen." He said, "Let's set up a meeting." So I set up a meeting with him. I went to his crib. We talked about the venture awareness. I let him know about myself because he saw me perform once and we talked a little bit. And then that night, before we rolled out to go to go to an event, he asked me to join the team. Okay. And okay. I said, and I said, you know what? Let's do it. And I've been rocking with this brother ever since. And that was the summer of 2017. I've been with Dark Rain for three years now. And we, we've gone through some serious changes. But you know what? You know, I, I, I'm thankful for that brother for believing in me and keeping me around. So that's how that's how I linked up with Dark Rain Royalty LLC. Oh, okay, 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 okay. That, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, you know. I, I don't know how I met Rogues. I don't know how I re- you know I had seen him around a couple of times and shit, and mm-hmm. you know, you know, because Rogues like to sip, man. <laughs> that boy <laughs> like to, woo, man. That boy had me. That boy had me toe up a couple of times. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I couldn't even get the interview done, man. Shit, he had me, <laughs> man. He had me fighting people, all kind of craziness, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy? That's not, that's you know what's crazy. I love I love Rogue. But I love Rogue. That's the one thing that cracks me up about him. Sometimes Rogue would just be Rogue would just be doing that sometimes, and he he. <laughs> but you know what? You know, I, I've had to, I've had some sit downs with him where we, where him and I would just be sitting down talking business, and you know we have a couple of drinks. But the thing that cracks me up is that you don't realize how many drinks you've been having with him until until you get told. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'd be like, yo, what, man? He had me, man, mixing light with dark. Man, man, look, man, I like, nah, man, nah, man, I couldn't even get through the goddamn interview, man, messing with him, man, and it was his interview. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Yo, Rogue, Rogue, that's my dog, though, that's my boy. That's you know my what I'm family. saying? Like, you know, and he's good brother, man, good brother, man, you know what I'm saying? Very, A good brother, very. very good guy, you know I, what I mean? And no doubt. I don't have nothing bad to say about him, man. You know, he hit me up and I'm like, yeah, nah, no doubt. That's your people's. I got you. You know what I'm saying? You know, right. and you know, we and, and we, we just had that connection. And, you know, and a lot of people be like, ah, oh, man, you know, you why you talk to him? I'm like, no, nah, that brother ain't never did nothing to me. You know, he always been respectful. You know what I mean? And right. That's you, him. You, you know what I mean? And and the man's about his business. So I totally definitely, you know what I'm saying? Get his movement. And he be having some connections, man. I don't know how he be doing it, but he be having some connections, man. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think I've ever seen anybody network like he networks. This this man, this man could be at his job still networking. That's how good, that's how good he is at this. Like, I've watched him network with people, and I, and I sit there, and by the time he's done talking, he got a phone number, an email, or this or that. I'm going, wait a minute. What? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you know, talking with talking with you and him, I can tell you guys are the pol- completely polar opposites. Yeah, 
So now let's talk about this get to know me record, man. You know what I mean? I played it earlier in the broadcast on the show, you know what I mean? And that's the spotlight song, and you you are the third you are the Thursday night artist spotlight on the show, my brother. So let's talk about this get to know me show this get to know me record. You know, I, it's clubby, got that club bounce to it. Kind of sounds a bit of like a Bay Area type of record. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It got you that. Know, you know, it's funny because it's funny that you say that because the producer who produced that beat's from the Bay Area. Gotcha. So, <laughs> you okay. said, uh, shout out to the producer, Cashmere Royale, Cashmere Beats. He produced the beat for that one. Um, the record now. This is crazy. I've been doing some. I've been doing a lot of interviews, and when they ask me about the record, they always they're always shocked when I say this. So I'm gonna so I'm gonna say this one to you because I because I've been this is this is gonna show the progression of me as an artist, but also the progression of how this song came about. I recorded this track five years ago. Hmm. Okay. 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 I recorded it five years ago. I and I I've been performing this song everywhere I've gone. For God knows how long now. For the last five years, yeah. I've been performing this song everywhere I've performed. The thing about it is this: the reason why this song was never released the proper way was simple. The timing just was never right. Hmm. It was all about timing for me. The timing was never right for it. So I released a lot of other stuff in between there, but the timing of me releasing this song was never right so i just said all right you know what i'm not i, I wait i'm gonna wait till the timing's right it's crazy enough that i waited until a global health pandemic when everybody was at home to release this song mm-hmm. but then again when you think about it this was the perfect time to release music because everybody's good was going to be looking for new things to hear definitely so so when i recorded this song i'll never forget it i was I was, you know, doing what artists do. I was surfing to try and find some beats, try to figure out what I was gonna do. And I heard this beat. I, I happened to just be searching, I heard this beat. And I literally just listened to the beat on loop and tried, was trying to figure out what concept am I gonna come up with for this. So I said, I want my name in this track. How am I gonna put my name in the track? So I was like, all right, how am I gonna do this? And the next thing you know, all I could hear myself saying was, S-C-O-double-T-Y Mac S-C-O-double-T And I stopped and I said So I sat down where I was Because I was walking home I sat down, I went to my my phone And I just jotted that down And then I said let me build something Around this this chorus So I started writing a hook Then I went back and I started And I wrote wrote a pre-chorus And I was like Ooh, I like this So then next thing you know that week, I copped the beat. That and then a couple of days later, I was in the studio recording that song. Mm. So the song is obviously a lot different from uh, as far as mix and master from five years ago. Mm-hmm. But but the song but the song is still five years old. And the reason why I called it "Get to Know Me" was because but the, it, I get the way I describe it is that for the people that don't know me, this is my introduction to you. For the people who do know me, this is my reintroduction. Gotcha. So so that's why I called the track Get to Know Me. So that you by the end of the track, you know who I am. Yeah, because I when I listen to it and I hear the bounce in it, it kinda has that, you know, that tempo and bounce of that um 
that Miko, that Migos record. What the hell is it called? Water, pure water. Yeah, the Migos oh, pure water. Like that. Yeah, not the same thing, but it has that same type of style, tempo to it, though. Right, right. You know, you know what I mean. You know, and you say that's mm-hmm. five years, and you know, five years ago things were a little differently sonically and musically as well. And I'm, right, you right. know, but I'm hearing, you know, that that type of that type of reference, you know, from that Migo record, Pure Water, just the balance of uh, of the of the beat, really. You know what I'm saying? Now it's not the same right, concept, right, right. but it's the same mm-hmm. same concept of the club party bounce type thing. You know what I mean? Right, and make right, the, right. Make the girls want to dance and all that. Um, hey, look, that was the point. It was I wanted the song to be I wanted the song to be a club banger. Mm-hmm. I needed that to be a club banger. Okay, now top five favorite hip hop artists of all time. Yours, no particular oh, order. Man. Nas. Okay, Nas, okay. LL Cool J. LL Cool J. Ladies love Cool James. Okay. Hey, man, I got to put LL in there. First Def Jam signee. So first, so I, I had to put LL in there. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Um, let's see. Rakim. Okay, Rakim. Most definitely Rakim. Mr. Most 18th letter himself. Okay, okay. Come on, man. Come on, man. The wine the dance brother, the, 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 the gotta, gotta throw that brother in there. Okay, okay. Um, KRS1. Okay, okay. Uh, okay. And I had, I, had the, I had the honor and the privilege back in 2016 to open for him. So, that, it, it didn't have any good musical. So, I had, no, not, excuse me, Revolution. I had to, I, I opened for him. Hold that, up, that wait a minute, honor. wait a minute, wait a minute. Because I was there that night in Revolutions. When KRS One performed, that was 2015 October. I remember that. 2015 October, you yeah. I was so, there. Yeah. yeah, I was there that night. I was there that I night. That night. Yep. Oh, okay, okay, I okay. That. I was. I opened that night. Yep. I opened that night. Okay, but, okay, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. I came in kind of late. I didn't catch the beginning acts really, but I didn't catch the beginning acts. I know DJ Shuttle yeah, was you, DJ. But you were there. But you were there. But you. But you were there. But you were there to make sure that you saw the you saw the the, the hip hop teacher on the stage. I know that's right. Yeah, yeah. You know, KRS did some bullshit, man. And see, you got to be a lyricist to catch this. And I'm and basically, who's the last guy on your list? Because I got four, then I'm gonna just get to my point real quick. Last guy. Oh, okay, on the, let's see. The last guy on my list. Um. Oh man. Who that? That's it. Nas, Hello, Cool J, Rock Kim, one. That's four. And my last one, my fifth one. I'm gonna go ahead and say. Okay, okay. Good, good people. They are very influential people, cultural icons in hip hop. But what I'm gonna say about KRS One that night, he did some bullshit, and I caught this in the crowd, and I was that close to the stage. He was rhyming, and you remember what he said? Freestyle all day. This is why I said he paused and he looked at me and he started rhyming again. I'm like, man, you you've been rehearsing that shit, mixing all this shit up that you taking a uh, taking four bars from here, four bars from there, and acting like you really freestyling. Cut that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
If you know, you you gotta know what I'm talking about. If you was there, that you was there that I night. I remember what you talking about. I was there. I remember what you talking about. <laughs> and, and he looked at me and paused, looked right at me, and this is what I got, nigga. Oh man, and you know. I, <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? Peace to the God, KRS One. All that I go off the top like Jam King's brain. He said that ten rhymes ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like three years before he performed there. But that was a that was a that was a dope venue though. That was a that was definitely a dope dope show. The whole that whole oh. that whole thing was definitely crazy. You know what I mean? It was, man, no doubt. I, oh man, I, I I I was honored to be there that night. When I found out that and I was gonna be opening and it was actually me and one of my boys who one of my boys we opened we, we were on the same set together and we opened that night. The thing about that was my boy my boy he stopped rapping. But uh, he he just he quit rapping. But you know that I was honored to be on the stage with him that night. So it was dope to just be able to get on that stage and say that I can say that I opened up for a for a pioneer. You know gotcha. what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, I, not yeah. A lot, not a lot of people can say that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I respect it. I definitely respect it. Yeah, I definitely respect it. Yeah, man. Okay. So your favorite mixtape of all time from any artist? Mix favorite mix. Mixtape. Um, wow. I'ma have to go with if I can remember the name of it. I'ma have to go with Fifty Cent's first mixtape. Okay, 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 okay. I, I can't remember the name of that mixtape for the life of me because I was either gonna go with that one or I was gonna go with. The, I mean, the Dipset had a litany of mixtapes that you could pick from. Yeah, 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 yeah. My yeah. goodness, like you could, you couldn't uh, between Cam, Jewels, Hellrell, <laughs> Freaky Vicky. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You, you, you could. Can't pick from any of those dudes and be like, wow. But I, I mean, I, I, I had, to, I got to go with Fifty because, because Fifty kind of snuck up on everybody. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like he, like he snuck up on me. Like that's so. I when I when I heard that mixtape, I'm like, who is this cat? And then a couple, and then not too far after that, I'm here, I'm hearing Wankster. Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I would agree, yeah, yeah. I definitely, I, I, I see what you're saying, definitely. Um, okay, okay. All right. Um, favorite, favorite hip hop song of all time for you? Uh, oh, this one's easy for me. New York State of Mind by Nas. Classic, classic. That is a classic joint. Because okay. you could pick any. I, if I really wanted to, I could have picked any record off of uh, Illmatic. Because Illmatic easily one of the top. Ten top five hip hop albums ever made. Okay, so, okay. So since so, it, since we I, go in there, since we go in there, so I'm gonna throw this at you. 18th letter, Elmatic. Whoa. 18th letter, Elmatic. Oh man. Ooh, Elmatic. Ooh, that. Ooh, I still gotta think Elmatic on that. Ooh, you threw a good one at me there. Ooh. <laughs> I still, I'm still going with Illmatic. You still, ooh, I had to think about that one for a second. Okay, you know what? Well, I'm gonna just say 18th letter. 
You know what I'm saying? Over mm-hmm. Elmatic. But Nas is my number one favorite rapper. But I'm definitely, far as in terms of, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. impactfulness, I'm going to go with 18th letter. Definitely. Yeah, you know what? You know, another one that now. This the one that I had to that I had to sit there and think about when I got asked the question about this was this one and this one was difficult because that one was hard. But Mecca and the Soul Brother or Illmatic? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we talking Pete Rock and CL Smooth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh man, I was like, I, I was like when I got asked that question, I said, you know what? I hate you for making me pick between these two. <laughs> gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay, okay. Um, all right, okay, 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 okay. Now, um, so now, your first mixtape. Tell me about it. What was the name of it? What, what was your process with it? Your first mixtape, your first release, your first album or EP? Oh man, the yes. first my my process for my first release. Well, the first thing I wanted to do was I wanted to make now, this is crazy. What a lot of people don't realize is that I actually the thing that actually got me booked was actually I put out a mixtape. The mixtape was titled Duly Noted. Um I titled this mixtape Duly Noted because um that was one of my favorite things I would say. And if anybody's ever heard the phrase duly noted, that means I understand, I got you. Yeah. So, so when I would say that a lot. So that was actually the mixtape that I recorded in my basement. Okay, okay. I don't talk. I don't talk about that as much, but I feel like I should start talking about it more often because I want people to understand how the creative process I went through before I got to where I am now. Yeah. I want people to understand the process of how I of how I did this and how I. I didn't just wake up one morning and decide I wanted to go to a studio and record music. I actually had to go through some stuff before I did it. So I recorded it and I remember the process of it was it was kind of simple for me but also kind of complex because what I did first was I literally wrote every single song that I recorded for that mixtape. It was 10 songs. The quality of it was shitty because simply put I'm just calling it like I see it it was shitty because I didn't know anything about anything I just recorded my bars over some beats but I wrote all 10 songs for my mixtape before I even purchased the beat Mm. and then so I had 10 songs ready to go then I went down and I selected I, I went and I got a beat package of I can't even remember how many beats it was. Maybe it had to be over a hundred. And I sat down. I just said, "All right, I'm going to listen until I find the ten beats." I, I kid you not, yo, mom. I literally sat on my laptop for a good two and a half hours to find ten beats out of the over one hundred that I had. Jeez. <laughs> so, so, Jeez. so it was crazy. So because I because literally I was going through it and I was just reciting lines from the song going, what am I going to do here? So, and I was like, all right. Then when I found them, I was like, all right, now I'm going to go ahead and start recording. So I literally spent, because, you know, I was working and stuff, so I couldn't really always be down in the basement. But when I wasn't working, I was in the basement recording. And when I got done with it, I, I was I was excited because I was like, yo, this, this is crazy. Like, I just did something that a lot of people didn't expect me to do. 
And I then I had then after I did everything and figured out what I was doing with it all, I went, hmm, where am I gonna put this? So I searched for places to go ahead and put this mixtape out, and I put the mixtape out on a site called AudioMac.com. Um, like I said, the quality of this mixtape was horrifying. Uh, but it was enough for a local promoter to see the hustle and strength I put into it and said, look, I want to put you on some showcases to get you out there and make sure that you can see, make sure that people can um, see and hear you. So I was like, all right, cool, I'm down. Yeah, yeah, so, no doubt. So, you know, I, and next thing you know, I, I went from the duly noted Nick, oh, let me, let me not forget this part. I, I also wanted to do a photo shoot for the mixtape, but so I did the so I did an actual, I did an actual photo shoot. I went to I went up with a uh, a photographer from Pennsylvania, and I went up to PA and I had a photo shoot in Pennsylvania. And the Do You Know the Mixtape came out about I'm not mistaken. I put it out in like January of twenty. 14 or 15 I can't remember I think it was I think it was 15 yeah. uh, but no it was definitely yeah, it was early 2015 January 2015 so I put it out and next, and boom I'm all of a sudden I'm on any showcase that I could find this promoter was putting me on there like I want to see you gain some fans here you got a lot you got a lot of talent and you have a lot of energy and you have a lot of passion and that's going to drive people to you and I think I shocked a lot of people because people knew that I had kind of skill, but nobody thought I was actually going to take it, take it as far as I did. And my mixtape was, it wasn't the greatest, but you know what? I was proud of it because it was mine. And, no that's, how, and that's how I said it. It was mine. I, say what you want about the quality, because even I would admit the quality was bad. But, but at the end of the day, it was mine. You can't tell me anything about what, about what I did because I did it. And that's how it came up, man. Next thing you know, I was in a professional studio months later recording the first real professional project. Uh, it was an EP called um, the Get to Know Me EP. And then I went from the Get to Know Me EP, I put out a collaborative uh, mixtape called uh, the Swindleville EP with uh, my, my man uh, I Do Two Times, who was actually the person I was on the stage with when we opened up the KRS-One. Um, so we put our collaborative project. We were we were a duo called Swindleville. We called ourselves Swindleville because he was from um, he was from Lindenhurst, and they called it Swindlehurst. And I mean, I was from Amityville, so I just cut off the Amityville, Amity, and put Phil, so we called ourselves Swindleville. Oh, okay, 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 okay. That's cool. Um, That's and cool. then I then I then I went from that, and I start, and then in the middle of us uh, creating that tape. Uh, I was working on my first full-length album. It was titled Devoted, and I put that out on my 30th birthday. And then I put out a couple singles, and then I put out uh, another full-length project called the Be About It EP in no uh, November of 2019. Yeah, November of 2019. And then uh, the last full project I put out was actually another collaborative project with my man, the Kid J. Shout out to my boy, the Kid J, out of the camp, uh, the Hip Hop Heads 3H camp. Uh, we put out a project called Destination Everywhere, and that and that was the last project I put out. And then I waited a little while, and 
now it's all about the single Get to Know Me. So I know I gave you a lot after that, Bob, but I wanted to make sure I told nah, you. No, 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 brother. It's all good. It's all good, man. That's what. It's informative information for the for the listeners, the viewers, and everybody else, and me and myself as well. It gives, it's right. a way to, you know, give people more insight on who you are as an artist and who you are as a person, the different things that you worked on. Right, right. You, oh, yeah, man. I, oh, I even, in between, uh, right before, I meant to say this, um, <sighs> what I did was, I uh, in be, right before, couple months before I dropped my full-length album, I actually did a promotional EP for all my Christians out there. I did a Christian hip-hop EP. I put it on SoundCloud. It was called the Walk by Faith EP. Like so that? Dope. I, so, so, you know, I so it was showing a lot. It was showing people that there are so many different lanes and avenues that I can go. But, it, but I also felt like doing that because my fiance, at the time she was my girlfriend, she's my fiance now. Shout out to my queen. No doubt. Um... um I, she's a she's a Christian girl, and she always wanted me to do something like that. So I did that specifically for her, but also for people to realize that I can do this thing too. You know, no doubt, no doubt. And listen, man, there's nothing wrong with doing no doing 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 putting putting gospel in the music, man. Because us as black people, we come from the church. And we get and, right. and 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 I got I wanted to do me I used to go to church just to play the organ and just to hear the people sing go. and dance. You know what I'm saying? And that's me being truthful, man. That's me just being truthful. So ain't nothing wrong with, you know, putting out no gospel rap music and all that, man. Come on, man. We, we, you know, like, you know, we need more of that. We need more of that. And I'm surprised people, you know, aren't pushing, you know, gospel hip hop, Christian hip hop, Baptist hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's Catholic hip hop, like pushing that to the forefront a little bit more because... We got all this craziness going on in this world in 2020, oh, man. You, you man. Said it right. You know, you and said it right. you know, and you know, and it's too much. You know, we we need positive things. You know what I'm saying? It can't be all you know, drop it to the flow, and you know, throw the money in the air and all that type of stuff. <laughs> and you man. know. The amount of times I could tell you I heard that. You, you, you know, <laughs> I had a dollar. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know, it, you know, said nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? And and our rappers should be doing more, you know, Christmas albums and stuff like that and doing Christmas collaborative records like, you know, Run DMC when they did the, you know, Santa. Christmas and Holland. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, you know, you know, Christmas on Albany Avenue. Where you from? You know what I'm saying? Different, mm-hmm, right? You know, damn. I'm, he gonna he gonna make a song. Watch. He gonna say Christmas on Albany Avenue. <laughs> you, are, you, are, you you watch. <laughs> Don't give me no ideas, Bob. I, I might have to put that out. I but, might have to write that down and put that in my phone for something I do for this Christmas. You know, nah. <laughs> you know because you know, like you know, Run DMC did it. People aren't doing that type of stuff no more, man. That stuff is that stuff made me want to listen to the radio during the holidays you know what i'm saying right you know and i I think that we you know we just need more positivity man there's too much going on man police brutality and you know freaking you know viruses and all type of shit motherfuckers can't get rid of and 
Yeah, you know, it's just, it's, you know, 2020 is crazy, man. It's it's definitely crazy this year, man. We all wish we could literally just look up to the sky, snap our fingers, and say, 2020, you are officially canceled. You know, because. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. You know, I'm like, Jesus, man. You know, please. You know what I'm saying? So, there's nothing wrong with having faith, my brother, is what I'm saying at the end of the absolutely. day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. Nah, not a problem, man. Listen, man. You got a lot of potential my brother you know what i'm saying and use it man use your potential man use it wisely and you know what i'm saying and and bring something different to this to this hip-hop industry even if you ain't on no major label forget it just get just get a billion just get a billion streams that's all you need you just need a billion streams Hey, look, man. You know what? Like I said earlier in the interview, it's all about how you, as an individual, measure your own success. Absolutely, and you know what? And I'm gonna keep that too as a token to what you said. You just dropped the jewel right there, my brother, and it makes a lot of sense. And you make a valid point on that too, you know. And just the same thing for me. I started out wanting to be a rapper and teaching myself how to produce and do all that other stuff. And I did some radio in an early age, and what I'm doing here it is three years. I'm three years in on my own, on my second show. You know what I'm saying? There you go. You know, no doubt. So you know, so I, I don't feel like you know what I'm saying. I just made smart choices when I was doing music. You know what I'm saying? So you know what I mean. But when y'all when y'all start the Dark Rain Royalty Radio podcast or whatever y'all doing over there, you know, Rose want me to be you know be be the first guest and all that. And I told him, yo, not a problem, man. I'm there for you. You know what I'm saying? Hey, look, hey, look, man. We look. There's one thing that that I'm going to tell you about our team. And the crazy thing is, not only am I an artist on the team, but I'm also the COO of the team. I'm the second in command. Oh, Rogue, okay. So I'm 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 Rogue's right hand man on the squad. So so the one thing that we always that Rogue's and I we're always constantly looking for ways to continue to to move the company forward. And we have a bunch of things that we got on there. I'm sure Rogue's told you about quite a few of them on his interview. Yeah, but yeah, we yeah. got a bunch of things in the works. And yeah. I mean, I got a lot in the works as an individual artist, but also as, as a businessman. Yeah, yeah, as a businessman. Yeah. Got to be the best. It's all about the because here's another jewel for anybody that 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 for anybody listening. Plain and simple, this game in the music industry is 10% talent and 90% business. Jay-Z said it best. I'm not a businessman. I'm business, man. Yeah. So if you are not literally walking around like a walking, talking business, LLC and billboard, <laughs> people yeah. are not really going to be paying you <laughs> any type of attention. You need to be, because I'm sure you know, Bob, there are plenty of people that we know that rap and say they just want to rap. Uh-huh. That's yeah. cool and all. That's great. There's nothing wrong with having a talent, having a skill. But if you really want to do something with it, learn the business. Yeah. Learn the business. And more importantly, have a budget. Yeah. My absolutely. God. Like how many I can't even begin to tell you how many rappers that I find in my inbox on specifically my Instagram that are asking how do I do this how do I do that and then the first question I asked them was do you have a budget and if they tell me no I stop talking to them 
Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and you know, as we in the digital age, I remember you know people used to ask me that back in 2011, 2012, somewhere, blah blah blah. You know, and I'm just like, look, dude. If it's going to cost a million dollars, just say it's going to cost a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to either tell you yeah or no. You know what I'm saying? So I get the concept totally of what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Of course. Of course, Yeah, you know, and I'm just one of them people. I'm just like, listen, man, if it costs $500, just say it costs $500. You get what I'm saying? Right. If it costs, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? You know, can you afford this? You know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, you know, and if you. Straight up about it. You know, if you want a package or something, then you then it's okay. Well, the, well, is your budget? Is your package? We got this package. You got a budget for that package? Nah, I can't afford that. Okay, well, what can you afford? You know, what afford, I'm saying? right? Yeah, you know, and you're right. You 100 percent right. You know, and you know, you know, and that's just like so. I just learned. I just, I just bowed out from the whole rap part of it. I actually enjoy doing this and just having good hip-hop conversation that's why i'm money mall the hip-hop conversationalist because i just enjoy good hip-hop music conversation whether it's r&b jazz funk country whatever i just love talking about music all day you know what i mean hey, hey, hey. I, I follow i follow your platform mob you got a really really dope platform for people to come on here man i appreciate it and, I, and i'm i'm honored to be the guest on here today, nah, man, man. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a pleasure having you know and just like you know you're right here man you know when he invited me to come to do some things that he wanted to do pertaining to what i do you know and he was just like yo man you a long island legend i said that's the first time i ever heard that you know but unfortunately you know i get over overlooked in this in in this business here on long island because you know people just know me as a street guy you know what i'm saying they get what i'm saying and i don't really care about that because you know that's what kind of made me the person who i am today so i can really you know you know i could really care less about you know titles or anything like that because you know Mm -hmm. you know i i earn a legends title but if he giving it to me you know what then i guess i did earn it you know what i'm saying there you go. Right. I, I don't I don't put titles on myself either. That's why I, I don't like to, to I've never been I've always been humble. I've always been somebody that just I understand the things that I'm doing and the th- and how I'm doing them. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I understand all of that, but the one thing I also want people to know and understand about me is that is that I am never ever satisfied the day that i'll be satisfied will be the day that i decide i'm going to put the mic down i'm never ever satisfied and that's another thing that keeps me going like i know i have all like the way my single has been moving lately has been very has been overwhelmingly positive overwhelmingly positive bob no lie like my song my song is on blogs galore i've had interviews out out, out the wazoo my streams are moving I'm, I'm getting I'm getting radio play across this country and like six or seven eight other countries across the entire globe. Like it's overwhelming to see to see the amount of love my single's been getting. But you know what the craziest part about it about it is that all the love that my single has been getting, all the positive feedback my song has been getting, everything about it, I'm still not satisfied, and, I, and that's what's keeping me going. I want I'm it's amazing that things are going the way that they're going. But I want, but I want to continue this, this forward 
movement and upward mobility. Keep Therefore, that. I can't just be I can't just be sitting here satisfied with the way things are. I want I want to keep the momentum going, and that's how I do it. You never. I tell myself, you're Scotty. You never. You wake up tomorrow morning. God lets you live. God lets you live and has you breathing the next morning. You on your grind again. Get yeah. there. Do your thing. Definitely. So, Scotty Mac. We gonna wrap it up. Let everybody know where they can find you. No doubt, no doubt. Y'all can find me on Instagram at Mr. Mac zero four zero. That is M R M A C zero four zero. That's on Instagram. You can also find me on Twitter and Facebook at Scotty Mac forty. That's at capital S C O T T Y capital M A C four zero. That's on Facebook and on Twitter. And you can also find all of my music on all major platforms right now, including the new single, Get to Know Me, S-C-O-T-T-Y-Mac, on all major platforms. Again, it is blowing up. Things are doing, still going really well. So you can find me all of that, all, all those places, all of that. You already know, my name is Scotty Mac, a.k.a. Mr. S-C-O-T-T-Y-Mac, representing Dark Wayne Royalty, LLC. Money Ma, appreciate you, dog. Appreciate you as well, my brother. I'm gonna keep you on the line because I'm gonna end the show out like this. This is my quote of the day, my quote of the evening, my quote of the night. Folks, please decrease the apathy, increase the consciousness. Peace and love. This is my time. This is Scotty Max time, brother. We out of here, man. Stay blessed. Peace. Stay blessed.